The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and also the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage, along with my son, David, who's our senior loan consultant, managing owner, and client experience officer, chief client experience officer. If you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. And you can also grab a podcast of today's show or any of our past shows wherever you normally get your podcast. Well, David, we've enjoyed two Sundays off with the noon Packer games. I did go to the Packer game against the Saints, courtesy of my brother David and Carolyn. That was an exciting come from behind victory that unfortunately we could not replicate on Thursday. But um, when we, uh, since our last show, David, uh, rates have gone up. Mortgage rates have clicked up another notch. And do you want to give a little commentary on that as to both the, well, what does that mean? And, And maybe also a little bit on the why. Well, uh, so since our last show, the Fed had their September meeting, uh, which was last Wednesday, and they came out. And uh, the most important, I think, piece of data from that Fed meeting was the dot plot, Correct. which is they did not change. They did not change their Fed right. over the Fed funds rate, which is the overnight rate that banks charge each other, and is uh, only slightly connected to mortgage rates. So they didn't do that but what's the dot plot well so the dot plot is they survey all the members of the federal reserve open market committee and they say hey where do you think you're going to be voting for rates to be in the near future and then they put that on a pdf i guess and markets really pay attention to that because then the people you know who are voting they can see the mood of the federal reserve and how they want to use their one tool to continue to combat inflation and you know what's funny is markets have been waiting for the fed to change its mind and and the fed is just like no we're not kidding we are going to absolutely pulverize inflation and we're going to use this big stick to do it higher for longer that's and last and last wednesday the fed again was like no, really, we're not kidding. We're really going to do this. Yep, and so that that kind of set things in motion because, in general, uh, their dot plot or prediction for interest rates at the end of 2024 was mm-hmm. about a half percent higher than what their forecasts were when they last released their predictions, which was in June. Okay, yep. so over the course of that three-year period, the voting members of the Federal Reserve's Open Market Committee said, you know what, we think it's going to be higher for longer. Yes, you over there? Well, and then, you know, as we like to do, we take this, you know, esoteric, you know, tea leave reading, and we're, and then we segue into, so dad, in the month of August, what exactly did buyers and sellers actually do, despite all these gyrations at the Federal Reserve? Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to that in the next segment of the show. Today. Exactly. We're not going to let on that. But, uh, you know, in, in general, 
Inflation, just to recap for everybody in one minute or less, the reason why mortgage rates are high is because of inflation. That's the same reason that the Federal Reserve has been increasing short-term overnight rates to try to cool off the economy. So inflation is the real enemy. And right after the Fed um, uh, came out with their new dot plot, well, darn it, we got a better than expected weekly unemployment claims report. So that was like, oh my God, the economy is going to stay strong. And that further fanned the flames of rates going higher. Uh But now just this last Friday, we got a decent report, a really good report on inflation called the PCE, which always reminds me, what is Personal Consumption Expenditure, PCE. The Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation. And when you strip out food and energy, the uh, prices only went up 0.1% from yeah. July to August. Whew. That's the lowest. And it was 39 uh, you know, year over year. But yeah. Go ahead. Uh, my metaphor is always, if inflation means we were fat, it doesn't mean that we're skinny yet. You know, these good reports are good. We stepped on the scale and we're like, we are less inflation fat. Yeah, all right. But we're not all the way there yet. Okay. Which is the Fed's point. Well, and one month does not a trend make. You need exactly. at least, uh, I think, two points to make a line. So uh, what uh, what has this done, David, in your observation on the front lines of mortgage lending to the appetite of homebuyers, this f- continued upward swell in interest rates? I think, uh, I'm going to say this, buyers curse what rates are, and then they say, okay, I need to buy a house now. That core group who has a good reason, hey, I have, I'm, we're having a kid, I'm having another kid, hey, I want to move closer to my grandkids, all those real-life reasons, we, we say, gosh darn it, on these rates, and then we knuckle down and we say, so how can I help you get the house that you need because it's not just about who you are today and what your financial life looks like right now, but buyers are mindful of why am I buying this house and for what reasons in the years to come. So let's dive into some of those real life examples on August home sales, what buyers and sellers are actually doing after this first break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, the elder, and that's uh, David Wickert, the younger over there, our senior loan consultant and chief client experience officer, and just you know all around great guy. Well, son, after all, <laughs> send anyway, that hundred dollar bill there, Dad. That's right. That's right. Your mother might be listening. You know. Okay. So. Um, August home sales in the five-county metropolitan Milwaukee area, courtesy of the uh, Milwaukee Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors Multiple Listing Service. So this is single-family detached and condos combined. Uh, the median sales price, David, three hundred and ten thousand. Three hundred ten thousand in August. Uh, that is, do you think that's how much higher? Do you think that is in either percentages or dollars than August of a year earlier? Oh, uh, I'll go with dollars. It's twenty. 1,000 more than last year. Okay, and that's for, for all those people that thought last August, well, home prices are too high and they can't go any higher. The answer is $27,300 higher <laughs> year over year. And that's uh, 9.1%. 
on a percentage basis. You so, wish your investment portfolio could get that kind of return on a yeah. on a anything. Yes, sir. Uh, now, um, the other interesting thing, though, that if we wanted to be bad headline writers, the three hundred ten thousand dollars median sales price is actually down from July when it was three hundred twenty seven thousand five hundred. David, okay. doesn't that mean that home values are dropping? No, and and that's why we're not bad at writing headlines is because it has to do with the pool of those specific homes in that specific month. That's right. And, and just by the way, I also have in my hip pocket after we're done with this or whenever we want to work it in, I've got the latest, um, federal housing finance agency, a year over year home price index appreciation yeah. numbers, which is a much more accurate read on what's going on than median sales price. But let's just stick with what we got here in the, in the multiple listing service numbers. The number of home sales in August was down 17%. Only 1,788 <sighs> transactions uh, occurred in August with the help of a member of the National Association of Realtors. That's 366 fewer than the year before in August. If you compare um, uh, last month, the August, uh, well, that's two months ago in August, technically. Um, if you compare August of 23 to the most recent normal year, which was August of 2019, right? The pre-pandemic yeah. area, yeah. Uh, uh, era, the number of closed sales is down even more, 24% or 574 f uh, fewer sales. Now, here's the silver lining. Listings were 2,191 wow. in August. That's 400 more than what's sold. David, you're not an economist, but what does that mean for the supply? Well, more choice. Right. And, and with more supply, you know, less um, heartburn amongst buyers because they've just got, you know, more units, more places they can go see and choose from. So a little, I guess, I would be cautious to call it relief for buyers. It's just less bad for buyers. Did you see the article online from the CEO of Redfin, which is that large publicly traded real estate brokerage? I'm not sure that I did, but I could try to, you want to give me an A, B, yep. or C what the headline was? Oh, man. I didn't yeah. prepare well enough for that, but it, it, it was, um, oh, well, yeah. the bottom, he said, you know what the only silver lining is with the real estate market right now? It probably can't get, oh, what do you want to know? Oh, it can't get much worse? <laughs> That's right. That's what he said. It probably can't get any worse. But he also, uh, this was on an interview I think he did on CNBC, he said, it ain't going to get better for a long time. No. You know, this, this kind of crunch of reduced inventory uh, combined with uh, higher rates, it's just not going to get better. You know, it's not like next week it's going to get better or next month. Now, the other thing that I picked up online before we get to how much people paid over asking, um, is that 52% of home sellers were in what generation, do you think? Uh, I think you're trying to get me to say boomers. Yeah. You Okay. It was boomers? boomers? Yeah, boomers. And okay. that's up from 40. That was in, this was in 2022, so this date is a little older. But that's up from 41% in 2021. And, I mean, but this so, is nationally, right? Yeah, this is nationally, right? Yeah, I we have no we have no idea what the data is locally, but you know, kind of kind of makes sense. There was also another article with the chief economist from Zillow talking about uh, this group of people has won the lottery, and she's talking about uh, boomers who are downsizing. 
because they've had three tremendous years of uh, home price appreciation right during the pandemic and following. And and so those folks who are have all this appreciation, it's like, hey, you sell and then you downsize, you know, you sell the four bedroom, three bath suburban home and now you're going to buy a condo. Oh, wait, do you have a story like that? Yes, you do. Yes. Oh, <laughs> more than one. Come on. Talking to you one over there. That these folks uh, have really won, you know, the housing lottery because a lot of times they either don't need a mortgage, so they're kind of uh, bulletproof from what mortgage rates are doing, or they need a smaller one because they're rolling over their equity from their yeah. old home. All right. Hey, when we come back, let's tell your story. Uh, yeah. I got a couple of stories to tell. We'll debate that while you're listening to this commercial message. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. We appreciate that very much. We were debating here while we were on break. What story are we going to tell uh, next? And, and then we've got that selection made. David's going to tell his story about a downsizing uh, couple because that fits into what we were just talking about. But before we do that, I did want to slip in uh, another uh, data point that we've been tracking here on the show all year, and that is what percentage of people are paying over the asking price, David? Um, for July, uh, the number was 64%. Uh, this is in the five-county metropolitan Milwaukee area, talking about single-family detached uh, and and condos. And so for May, June, and July, all three months, 64% of home buyers paid over the asking price. You think it's higher or lower? For the same. August? I'm the same. same. All right, well... Thank you for playing, but eh, you did not win a uh, 59%. Only, you know, so okay. that's still. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, whoa. It's not. I mean, okay, it's a trend. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. But but the other thing that we've also. I had a salad is, for one night. That is a trend. That is hey, not it. Okay. All right. So instead of 64, 59% of people paid over asking. Uh, and then we've also been tracking. What percentage of home buyers have paid $10,000 or more above the asking price? And that trend line was the high point for the year was 48% in May. Then it was 47% for June and July. And that did drop down to 40% uh, in August. But I want to point out one other thing that we've said a zillion times uh, here on the show. All real estate's local. So remember, I just lumped together all five counties in the metropolitan Milwaukee area. If we break it out, uh, Waukesha had the highest percentage of people who paid 10000 or more over asking, which kind of makes sense because home values are probably the highest there, but it was 46%. Then Milwaukee, 41% of home buyers paid $10,000 or more over asking, 38% in Ozaki County, 37% in Washington, but Racine County, only 26% of people paid ten grand or more. All right, so there's your kind of... Maybe the market is cooling a little uh, bit. No, which don't is maybe, say. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's maybe a better. Hey, fall weather. Maybe this mm-hmm. is a better time for home buyers to be out there. Well, in the if market. the green and gold keep playing the way that they do, there will be more buyers out there looking on Sunday. <laughs> <For Sunday. laughs> All right. So over to you. You helped somebody get an accepted offer this week. Uh, a downsizing yeah. uh, repeat customer. Well, over to you. And um, right, because. A tale as old as time. They are approaching their 60s. 
They have now adult children and they are thinking about this next place that they want to be. And they actually have a pretty wide budget range. Like I, they, they were looking anywhere from like 600,000 on the low end to like 1.8 on the high mm, end. Okay, so like that's big, yeah, broad search for that. I think they wanted to be on water. I think that was particularly important to them. And they have written about one or two offers lost mm. using even our no appraisal needed language. Their okay. agent or they would message me and be like, hey, can you run this through and see if we get an appraisal waiver? Had okay. used that once or twice. Didn't work. Because kind of like what you said, they're competing against their peers, which are other soon-to-be retirees, maybe with a bunch of equity that they've got, you know, from sure. the year. Yeah, this is this is a tough, uh, yeah, this is a tough battle you're entering in. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we're all behemoths with lots of money. And, right, you know, you're not the only one. Right. So, so they messaged me on um, Saturday about a particular condo that they were looking at. Oh. And on water? Condo on water? On water. Okay. And Inland Lake or Lake Michigan? Uh, inland. Okay, Near gotcha. where you grew up. Come on. Okay, gotcha. All right. So... It was one of those conversations where it was, they were in competition. And I, and I don't want to walk past that part of this story either. So they were in competition. So they're going to be offering over the list price. They're okay. going to be above the $10,000 over the list price. All right. They're, they're in that club by a lot, probably. They, by a lot. Here's kind of the, the real life way that, because I called. It was Saturday. I was sitting on the back porch and I called my client, our buyer, repeat customer, many, many time repeat customer. And the conversation went something like this. What is the condo worth to you? And let's just, let's say it was listed for 400 and they were about to write an offer for 450. These are not the real numbers. Not the real I numbers. Said, Cause you said not they the real already numbers. the I was range like, was higher, but is we'll go it with worth, it. Is it worth 450 to you? And the answer was yes, particularly because They've lost a couple times. And man, yeah, that right. hurts. One of their concerns was, well, but if I offer this four fifty on a four hundred thousand dollar house, is it going to appraise for you know for what we're paying for it? The other Who part cares? of this puzzle is that they were putting half down. Okay, half down. That's, an enormous that's... down payment, which not everyone can do. I want to give you the the rest of the story. And the real life, you know, approach, this isn't just a spreadsheet answer we were given that I was giving, but a real life answer as well. Let me tell you all that and a little bit more on this story. Right now, it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show, October 1st edition. Here we are. I'm David Wickert. That's Brian Wickert over there. Dad, I have a client who, huzzah, got an accepted offer, beat out two other people. And this was a conversation, the conversation had many layers, the first of which was, well, but David, what if it doesn't appraise? And here's what I said, because they're putting an enormous down payment down. I said, the appraisal number does not matter. I said, do you want me to get the appraisal done? And I'll just not tell you what it appraises for. That was a little facetious. Yeah, yeah. Because because it's it's the opinion of an appraiser using data. But for the for this couple, you know, that kind of 
examining value using your rear view mirror hey what did other homes recently sell nearby is that is was pretty removed from and what is this condo worth to me well and, and you said it's kind of a rare <clears throat> more rare breed it's a nice condo on an inland lake yeah and so those aren't very common right no. and and so that that bolsters your uh, viewpoint that, you know what, does it really matter what it appraises for? Because how many of these things are there out there to pick from? Right. And did, Second do you place? Want it? Yeah. Yes. Do you want it? Is this also the one, were you telling me that this is also the one uh, where they were competing against cash offers? Yes. Okay. So un right. unprompted. About that part. Okay. Of course, I call their agent. Uh, and this is actually after the fact, but they tell me this story without me prodding them. They say, okay, so my, my manager presented, there were three offers, one of which was our client. The other two were cash offers and like a big number. Like I know I said 400, it was, the, that's a placeholder in this okay. story. All right. Two other cash offers and the seller looks at the realtor manager and says, well, but what about this third offer with the Acunet mortgage rock solid pre-approval? And the realtor manager goes, oh, those people over at Acunet, they really do their homework on their buyers. Bam. And, and that, that reputation among agents helped our client. I mean, along with the fact that they're awesome, like let's not discount. Yeah. Well, they're putting 50% great income. down. Right. But let me let me say it this way. Hey, you're looking at three offers. I got two cash offers. That's what every seller hopes for is sure. a cash offer with I don't care what it appraises for. I it's don't a bag you know, of money. A bag here's a bag of money. I can close whenever you want. So ours is arguably, you know, hey, our buyer ha was getting a mortgage. Now, they're putting half down, but I get why the seller asked that question. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna guess and we'll never know or maybe we can know after the fact I'm gonna guess that our buyer offered more than the other two I think it was within they were all within earshot of each other okay but even so you know it's like I as a seller it's like okay you know if if I'm looking and, and comparing offers hey you know if it's 25 grand more but the people are putting 50 percent down that's close enough for me right. to being a cash offer and in fact yes. i've been recently in uh coaching somebody uh acquaintance of mine on the sale of their home in the mm -hmm. in the upper ranges uh of of home prices Price. yeah. and they had the same thing of hey here's some offers that were cash offers here's one with financing that was higher in that case they did go with the cash offer Okay. Because it was a crummy pre-approval, the, 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 and by crummy I mean the lender did not articulate that they verified the down payment. You know what right. good is that? It's a pre-approval prayer, is what that is. Well, I mean it's it's all too common. It's all too common. Yes. Um, all right, but back back to your story. So you're coaching them. Hey, it doesn't really matter what the price is. It's what's what's it. Um, what is it worth to you? What's what is it worth to you? All right. Right. How'd and 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 ignore what the appraiser says because because this actually segues into i have another retired couple truly retired uh referred by their financial advisor kind of going through this same thing they're looking like way up north okay and the conversation th there's at least two parts of this story one was hey what am i willing to pay and this is how i asked the question i said how long let's say you find the house how long are you going to be in this 
home. Client said, and the answer? Pro- probably till, you know, the Mark Krause of, of up north, you know, wheels me out of the house. Okay, feet first. I'm going to, I'm going to own this feet for first. hopefully decades. Exactly. I was like, cool. So another like 40 years, <laughs> you know, that would make them put them into their hundreds. But I said, okay, so the price that you 2023 will have nothing to do with what the home is in 2051. Yeah, you won't even remember what you paid for it. Exactly. And you know, but but that's I natural. Think, Let's well, just I know, also but say I think that give it, it's, people don't want oxygen. to overpay. People don't well, want to overpay and there's a certain um, comfort in knowing that a, pro, a professional uh, person an appraiser says, "Yeah, you know what? You didn't overpay." Hey, uh, so uh, you maybe got more to your story, but that brings to mind a story uh, from a senior loan consultant, Brad Kramer, uh, that he told me where he helped somebody get an accepted offer uh, using our individual property uh, specific uh, pre-approval where we were able to say those magic words, no appraisal required. We'll tell you that story when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back and thanks again for tuning in to this week's, uh, well, the first October edition of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. Mm. And uh, David, before we get to the story, I want to tell on behalf of our senior loan consultant, Brad uh, Kramer, who helped first-time homebuyers get an accepted offer this last week and also did some very clever loan crafting. Uh, why don't you finish up? You had a, a little bit more to tell about your retired people. Just on retired people, because this, yeah, so this was a couple referred by their financial advisor who I just love working with financial advisors because it's all about, particularly with retired folks, it's, hey, I got this pile of money called retirement. I'd like to still buy a house. And yeah. so, as we say, retired is not a curse word in mortgage lending. It's no. all about how do we turn the pile of money probably called your IRA or rollover IRA, how do we turn that asset into income? So I absolutely melted the mind of this client They because they said, I, so they, I said, how much is in your individual retirement account? I said, $500,000. I said, amazing. Here's what I can do. Mortgage lending, I'm going to take that $500,000. I'm going to divide by 36. That will equal. I can put on your mortgage application almost $14,000 in monthly income. What? Waving my mortgage magic wand. That's more than I actually make, David. It, it, I'm just living it was more than they've ever made. Retirement. And allows know, them. This, again, it's all about turning the asset into income. And do they actually want to start pulling almost $14,000 out of their IRA? No. But that's how you that's how you create income for someone who's retired to go buy and they can buy as much house as they want as much house as they dare now. Well, what are they really going to do? You know, given that great uh, freedom that you've given them. Yes. Uh, is what's what's and what is their what is causing them are they downsizing or what's their story? They sold their the home down here in Milwaukee. They have a boatload of proceeds sitting in their savings account, and they're they want to buy a house somewhere up. In, I think it's maybe like Rhinelander area. Okay, just because that's what they want to do with the next chapter of their life. Oh, and they've been living because they sold their old home in like springtime this year. Yeah, 
they've been living with their son in his basement for the last couple of months. They're tired of that. That that is total role reversal, as there my mother go. used to say. <laughs> the parents living in the son's basement. Sure. <laughs> and so they're ready to go. Mind. Yeah, they don't. They melt your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so so for retired folks listening and your financial advisor, Acunet's got the tools to turn retirement assets into income. We've been doing this so many times. Couple of notes on that though. Isn't this the one you told me there were, where she's not quite 59 and a half yet? Or yes, somebody else? that was that was a good one. So she turns 59 and a half, which is the magic retirement age uh, in the middle of October. And so I said, you, you can go write an offer like right now. You just cannot close until the day after you turn 59 and a half. No one has ever celebrated a half birthday perhaps the oh. way that she will. Yeah. As that'll because... be the magic threshold. Fantastic. And what else are, are you going to do uh, the uh, individual property specific uh, pre-approval oh, yeah. for her once she gets something? Well, exactly. Because it's competitive up north. And so if they can't, they got a great down payment. But again, if we can run the specific property and confirm that we don't need any appraisal at all, no one is going to walk through the house. We accept the value of the home. Makes them even more competitive. And you were saying... Brad on the Acunet team, I mean, it works for both folks, uh, boomers in this case, going on to their next home, but it even works for first-time homebuyers as well. Well, yep. And so the, the we should mention the magic for getting the appraisal waiver is you do have to put 20% down mm -hmm. on a primary. Which can be gift for a well, first-time homebuyer. Yeah, but there's, there's no really discrimination on source of the 20% down. That's correct. And we get gifts or we help people or, you know, Reinforce the idea that, you know, what would be a great idea is if grandma or grandpa or mom or dad helped you out with buying this yeah. house. That would be an yeah. awesome idea. And and so in this particular case, uh, the folks were competing in a very popular Waukesha County uh, municipality, municipality that a lot of people want to live in. Good schools and all that kind of stuff. And Did I go to high uh, school there? Is it that municipality? Uh, you know, and I'm not going to reveal that. Okay. But, you know, maybe. Okay. And, and so this home was listed in the low 400s and uh, and our, our excellent uh, practitioner of his craft, Brad uh, Kramer, said, you know what, let me be sure, you know, this is the talk track. Be sure you text me, call me when you're about to write an offer on something so I can see if we need an appraisal waiver or if we yeah. obtain an appraisal waiver, which is nothing but big data, folks. What we're doing is we're we're bouncing the property address, you know, off the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's databases. And they've got all this data on all these properties. And they're coming back now and saying on more than I would, a surprising numbers for surprising hmm. percentage saying, yeah, you know what? We believe the value you just put in. And, uh, and then that is like the magic, uh, elixir, right? Because it puts you right up there with a cash offer. Hey, I, we don't care. We don't need to know. We don't have to put an, Put you through the appraisal process. Let me tell you a little right. bit more about this when we come back. You are listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM six twenty WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Brian Wickert, the elder here at AccuNet Mortgage, and that's David Wickert, the younger, over there. And we're talking about uh, a client that we helped. That Brad Kramer, our one of our senior loan consultants, helped get an accepted offer. And part of the magic here, David, this is kind of a two-part story, was making use of the fact that, yep, we put things through 
the automated underwriting systems that we have. And get this, we got an appraisal waiver at $30,000 over the seller's asking price. Oh, okay. And so just talk, you know, you were talking about your, your two retired people who very naturally, right? Buyers don't want to overpay, right? And and generally, you know, and, and so this gives, I think a buyer, this is twofold. One, it gives the buyer a sense of relief that, Hey, Somebody other than me thinks it's worth this dollar amount. Uh, a, a computer, computer thinks, okay. Well, I can all I can argue the other side of that, but uh, it's fine. The data okay. says, sure. The data says that that uh, yeah, it's worth this number. And then we slap that right on the rock solid pre approval. Big yeah. highlighted that no appraisal needed for you know one two three four Main Street at this value. Yeah. That is, that's the good stuff. Yeah, go ahead. You got to come. What I was going to say was because it's. What what do the sellers remember about your offer? Because sellers are humans. And if they're trying to remember and compare offers, you know, when you get the no appraisal needed, that's what spouse looks across the table at other spouse and says, yeah, honey, but that offer, it's not that they had appraisal wiggle room or gap or whatever. Thing. Yeah. It's that no one's going to walk through our house. Well, do you think that's such a big deal for people? It's one less thing. Okay. Absolutely. Well, it's, let me, uh, you know, I don't think the walking through the house is the big problem. It's just it's one the less uncertainty. thing. Well, and let's just be clear about this. Let's see if I can say this succinctly. Uh, if you have a mortgage, if you if you write an offer and it has a financing contingency on it, you automatically have an appraisal contingency, whether you check that box or not. You, let's purchase. use numbers. If you say I'm going to get a mortgage for two hundred thousand, that more that appraisal does need to come in at like two ten, in my example, at a minimum. Well, well, there is some minimum dollar amount at which the home needs to appraise. Okay, yeah. whether or not you check the appraisal box, right? Because there's a minimum down payment uh, that has to be had. If, right. right. If you want to borrow two hundred and the appraisal comes in at one eighty five, I cannot You're, lend you two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So anyway, so the the fact of the matter is, these folks got the uh, their offer accepted be, in part anyway because they were thirty thousand dollars over asking, and uh, they had the cool appraisal waiver uh, language. On language. There. Well, the other part is though, Brad, being a good person, good at his craft, realized you know what? If we leave off the co-borrower's income, I can actually save these people. $3,500 in closing costs. What? Usually you think, hey, more income is better, right? No. no. But with first-time home buyers, this is this is where Acunet really shines. We're really good at what we do. There's this kind of, uh, what do I want to call it, a labyrinth, or, or maybe it's, a, what do you call it? Puzzle. A check sheet? A puzzle? Okay. Yeah, the check-down sheet of, okay, what's the best money, you know, the cheapest special first-time 30-year fixed-rate home uh, mortgage money that we can get for you. Well, okay, these folks didn't qualify for that because their household income was too much. But then there's another program where we don't have to use actual household income, but we can kind of pick and choose which income we reflect on the application. Mm-hmm. And this is where, what is that called? Uh, addition by subtraction? Yes. Or, or less is more? So in this case, by leaving off one of the borrower's incomes, uh, we were able to get these folks a better deal on their mortgage than having them both on. So that's the kind of 
that's kind of kind of detail craftsmanship right there craftsmanship that's the word i was looking for david that's the kind of craftsmanship that you can expect when you put Acunet mortgage on your team that's all the time we have for today's show folks we'll be back next week you've been listening to the Acunet mortgage and realty show on am 620 wtmj the proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the host or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.